Hello, this is Brandon from Motivational Speech Podcast. I have a great gift for you. I'm sharing some of the highly valuable life-changing free audiobooks. You can find the audiobooks link in the description. These audiobooks can change your life. So don't waste them. I just read and read and read. I probably read five to six hours a day. I don't read as fast now as, as when I was younger, but I read five daily newspapers. I read a fair number of of magazines, I read 10Ks, I read annual reports, and I read a lot of other things too. So I, I, I've always enjoyed reading. I love reading biographies. You have to understand accounting. It's the language. It's like being in a foreign country without knowing the language if you're in business and you don't understand accounting. You want to get as comfortable with that as you are with the English language. I run into CEOs periodically. Uh, who really don't understand it. You know, they try to bluff their way through, and uh, you can just see, you can see it in their faces. They're frightened almost when they, somebody hands them a, a balance sheet or an income statement. They really don't know what it means, and they have to count on somebody else. We bought a company, we agreed to buy a company called Clayton Home Company in the manufactured home business. Uh, we agreed to pay $1.7 billion for it. I made that deal over the phone without ever meeting the people there, but I had seen enough through reading 10Ks, 10Qs, annual reports, but looking at figures, what they tell me in terms of the kind of people even running the place, the kind of accounting decisions they make and so on, I was able to make that $1.7 billion transactions over the phone. Three quarters of our managers do not need to work financially, they have no reason financially to work. Probably three quarters of them are worth at least $50 million, and we have some that are worth in the billions. And yet these people jump out of bed every morning, you know, and, and work, and they work weekends, and they love working. And why is that, and what's the key to that? The key, really, is the same reason I keep working. There's a couple things. A, I get to paint my own painting. I do not have people second-guessing me. I do not have people saying, why don't you use a little more red paint than blue paint? Why don't you paint a seascape instead of a landscape? I get to do my own thing. It's a form of creativity. It's exactly like they're not doing it for the money, primarily. They're doing it because they like doing something well. And the second thing I like, frankly, is I like applause. I like appreciation. So I like having shareholders who feel good about what I've done. So those people are counting on me. And that's kind of fun to have something where you can actually deliver for other people and change their lives in positive ways. And that feeling of ownership is really extraordinary. It takes three qualities essentially to do well. It takes intelligence, it takes energy, and it takes integrity. Integrity is absolutely an option. You can choose where you stand on the integrity scale. Having the right heroes, you know, is, is terribly important. You know, you tell me who a 10-year-old's heroes are, and I can give you a pretty good prediction about how they're going to turn out. You want to choose your heroes very carefully, because you're going to look like them at some point. When you're a parent, you are the natural hero of your child. They're going to be shaped more by what they see in this behavior of, of yours toward them than anything that will impact them later in their lives. The behavior model that you take on is incredibly important. I bought my first stock 
uh, in the spring of 1942, I was 11. We were losing the war at that time. The world was kind of falling apart. And I said, we're going to come out fine on the other side. And I said, buy stocks. And that day that I bought, March 11th, the Dow Jones cracked 100 on the downside. There was a 2% decline, which would be 500 points today. And uh, the night before, on March 10th, I said to my dad, I want to go all in. I had $125, and I put every bit of it in three shares of City Service Preferred. I spent $114.75. If I put that 114 into the S&P 500 at that time and reinvested the dividends, think of a figure as to what it might be, would be worth today. The answer is about $400,000. If you're interested in financial matters, you've got to have something to work with. I mean, I, I, I was fortunate in that respect because my dad paid for my education. So I was able to save $10,000 by the time I was 21. And, you know, that was a huge, huge head start. It's much easier to save it in those teenage years if you're lucky enough to be in a family where your parents are taking care of your financial obligations. Uh, every dollar then is, you know, worth making 10 or $20 later on. Getting a stake early is very useful and getting knowledge early is very useful. The economic characteristics of a business is different than predicting the fact that an industry is going to do wonderfully. Defining your circle of competence is the most important aspect of investing. It's not how important, how large your circle is. You don't have to be an expert on everything. But knowing where the perimeter of that circle of what you know and what you don't know is and staying inside of it is all important. So if I understand a few things and I stick in that arena, I'll do okay. And if I don't understand something, but I get all excited about it because my neighbors are talking about it, the stocks are going up and everything, I start fooling around someplace else, eventually I'll get cream, and I should. Intrinsic value is the number that if you were all knowing about the future and could predict all the cash a business would give you between now and Judgment Day, discounted at the proper discount rate, that number is what the intrinsic value of business is. In other words, the only reason for making investment and laying out money now is to get more money later on, right? That's what investing is all about. Aesop said, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Now that isn't quite complete because the question is, how sure are you that there are two in the bush? and how long you have to wait to get them out. That's all there is to investing. Now, if interest rates are 15%, roughly, you've got to get two birds out of the bush in five years to equal the bird in the hand. But if interest rates are 3%, and you can get two birds out in 20 years, it still makes sense to give up the bird in the hand because it all gets back to discounting against an interest rate. GDP per capita in the 20th century in the United States went up 610%. It went up every single decade, including the decade of the 30s. So here you had 100 years when the U.S. citizenry was improving their lot decade by decade by decade. The worst decade was the First World War. Best decade was World War II, the 40s. Interestingly enough, there were six big periods in there for the stock market in both directions. How could it be that you could have a country that was doing better and better and better and better? Every generation was living better than the one that preceded it. But you had these huge changes, big gains a few times, long periods of stagnation. The answer is that 
investors behave in very human ways, which is they get very excited during bull markets and they look in the rearview mirror and they say, I made money last year, I'm gonna make more money this year, so this time I'll borrow. And when they look in the rearview mirror and they see a lot of money having been made in the last few years, they plow in and they just push and push and push up prices. And when they look in the rearview mirror and they see no money having been made, they just say, this is a lousy place to be. So they don't care what's going on in the underlying business. And it's, it's astounding, but that makes for a huge opportunity. Anything can happen to markets. That's why they don't ever borrow money against securities. That the markets don't have to open tomorrow. You can have extraordinary events. I look to the business to determine whether I made a good investment. And I'm, I'm concerned about, you know, whether we have new competition, how we do over the year. But it's the business I look at. When you're just looking at the price of something, you're not investing. I mean, if you buy something, Bitcoin, for example, or some cryptocurrency, you're not looking to the asset itself to produce anything. You buy an apartment house, you're looking at how the apartment house does. You buy a farm, you're looking at the farm does. If you buy a whole business, you're looking at how the business does. Some people should not own stocks at all because they just get too upset with price fluctuations. If you're going to do dumb things because your stock goes down, you shouldn't own a stock at all. No, I mean, <laughs> what are dumb things? Selling a stock? Yeah, goes selling down. a stock because it goes down. I mean, if, if you buy your house at $20,000 and somebody comes along next day and says, I'll pay you 15, you don't sell it because the quote's 15. <laughs> you look at the house or whatever it may be. Choice between buying and holding a 30-year bond for 30 years or holding a basket of stocks. There's just no question you're going to be, do better holding stocks. It's considerably more attractive than fixed income securities. And the longer you hold stocks, the less risky they become. Whereas the longer the maturity of a bond, the more risky it becomes. The money makes very little difference after a, a moderate level. We eat the same foods. I mean, uh, I, that I can guarantee you. And there's no important difference in our dress. There's no important difference at all in the car we drive. There's no difference in the television set that we sit there and, you know, watch the Super Bowl on or anything. They've got air conditioning in summer and I got air conditioning. They got heat in winter. And, Almost everything in daily life, we equate on. Important thing, even in your work, I mean, is, is to an extreme extent, it seems to me, is, is who you do it with. If you're going to spend eight hours a day working, you know, the most important thing isn't how much money you make, it's how you feel during those eight hours in terms of the people you're interacting with and how interesting what you're doing is and all of that. If you get to be 65 or 70 and later, and the people that you want to have love you actually do love you, you're a success. If you invest in yourself, nobody can take it away from you. If I gave you a car and it'd be the only car you get the rest of your life, you'd take care of it like you can't believe. Any scratch you'd fix that moment, you'd read the owner's manual, you'd keep a garage and do all these things. And you get exactly one mind and one body in this world. You can't start taking care of it when you're 50. By that time, you'll rust it out if you haven't done it. Just remember that you've just got one mind and body to get through life with and to do the most with it. Try to find your passion. And, you know, I mean, may not find it the first time, but, you know, don't sleepwalk through life. Find something that you really enjoy doing if you can do it. And, not, you know, not everybody's lucky enough to be able to, to find that, but it's, it, it ought to be your goal. To make $10 a week more doing something that you don't feel good about compared to something you feel good about, you know, make the change. I've told students if when they got out of school, they got a punch card with 20 punches on it, and that's all the investment decisions they got to make in their entire life, they would get very rich because they would think very hard about each one. And 
You don't need 20 right decisions to get very rich. You know, four or five will probably do it over time. I am doing what I love to do with people I love, and it doesn't get any better than that. Find what you love to do. I mean, I tell the students, you know, look for the job that you would take if you didn't need a job. The second thing is to have people around you that make you feel good every day and make you a better person than you otherwise would be. Hello, this is Brandon from Motivational Speech Podcast. I have a great gift for you. I'm sharing some of the highly valuable life-changing free audiobooks. You can find the audiobooks link in the description. These audiobooks can change your life. So don't waste them.